Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Nonprofit U, a forum where nonprofit stakeholders can share lessons learned and discuss the latest developments in the industry. My name is Valerie Leonard, your host. I'm a consultant to nonprofits and I specialize in community and organizational development. I work with nonprofit organizations to help them make a stronger impact to their clients and communities. You can find Nonprofit U on Facebook and Twitter. I encourage you to comment early and often using the hashtags Nonprofit U, Know More, Serve More, Help More, and CX, as in Customer Experience. You can also leave comments on blogtalkradio.com forward slash nonprofit underscore U. The chat room is open, and you can post comments and questions. In order to use the chat room, you must open a listener-only account, and you'll find a link to open the account on the episode page right up under it. You can also email me questions at consulting at com or send messages through Facebook and Twitter. You'll find a nonprofit you fan page on Facebook, and the Twitter account is at nonprofit you. We'll be taking questions by phone and from our chat room at about the 30-minute mark. The call-in number again is 347-884-8121. So how does a nonprofit organization's beneficiary or client base differ from a for-profit corporation's customer? Isn't customer experience work just about getting people to spend more money? And why would a nonprofit leader or manager consider someone in need a customer rather than the recipient of some form of assistance? Well, we're going to answer these questions and more in just a little while. And as you know, today's episode is No More, Serve More, Help More Can Drive Social Impact. We'll talk about the basics of customer experience practices and explain how nonprofit organizations can benefit from gaining a better understanding of the people they're working to serve. We'll also discuss how customer experience practices used by for-profit businesses such as qualitative research, personal development, and customer journey maps can all support mission attainment and measurable improvements in social impact. So that is true whether you're a nonprofit or a for-profit. So again, we encourage you to call in with questions and participate in live chats at about the 30-minute mark. In fact, you can start chatting now if you'd like. The call-in number is 347-884-8121, and in case you forget it, it is posted on the episode page in the upper left corner. Nonprofit communications and marketing professionals are especially encouraged to call in and share your stories and ask questions. Our guest for today is John Corrigan, founder and CEO of JourneyMap L3C. If you were to ask John to summarize his philosophy of creating value in organizations, tell you something like this. Value creation in nonprofit and social enterprise environments means delivering a better experience for someone who needs help. More people benefiting from services in areas such as healthcare, housing, and education and dedicated teams of people measurably advancing mission attainment. 
So without further ado, I want to bring to you John Corrigan. And John, I really thank you so much for being on Nonprofit U today. It's indeed an honor to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to start JourneyMap? Well, thank you, Valerie. It's a pleasure to be here today talking with you and having a chance to talk about customer experience and social impact. And so uh, a little bit about my background. Uh, I began my career in the technology sector. I worked for about 20 years in the world of software and technology services. And then I spent uh, several years in the nonprofit sector. Uh, I was vice president of customer experience at ACT, the education testing company. They're probably best known for their college entrance uh, exam. And so uh, – uh, when I was at ACT working in the nonprofit sector, uh, we got into the world of customer experience. And customer experience is really all about creating value, which is kind of a, another way to summarize how you introduced um, uh, what customer experience is all about. It's, it's about creating value for whomever it is you're trying to serve. And if you're a for-profit company, you're, you're trying to serve your customers uh, and wh- whomever mm-hmm. it is that you're working to sell something to. If you're a nonprofit organization, usually you're mission-driven, and there's somebody that you're trying to serve and somebody that you're trying to help. And the better you can serve them, the better you can help them. And so uh, when I was at ACT working in customer experience, it really struck me that customer experience, which has primarily come from the for-profit world, has huge implications uh, in the nonprofit sector and in smaller mission-driven businesses as well, too. But the work can be pretty expensive to do. To do this, the type of research you need to do is uh, many times fairly expensive. Uh, the, to to hire the consultants and the experienced staff you need to really do this work properly is quite expensive. And that coming from the tech sector and then experiencing customer experience work in the nonprofit sector really gave me the idea for Journey Map. And so that's mm-hmm. what brought us to here. Journey Map is online, it's in the cloud, it's free to create an account, free to kick off uh, customer or client or beneficiary research, whomever it is that you're working to serve. And then the, uh, the downloads are very affordable. Uh, actually, the, the, the downloads um, of the actual information you, you're looking for um, uh, to better understand whomever it is you're trying to serve, uh, they start at less than $1,000. They start at $895, which is kind of mm-hmm. um, unheard of in, in the sector. And so it's a journey map is a solution designed to bring customer experience capabilities to those that uh, may not have a huge budget. Uh, and this work does get mm-hmm. into hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. And so journey map is designed to uh, provide access to that uh, to nonprofits and, and other smaller organizations as well. Okay, great. Now for our listening audience um, who may not necessarily be in front of a computer where they can see the spelling can you spell journey map? Sure. It's it's journey map with an I, not an E. So J O U R N I M A P. And in the the website is uh, spelled just the same. So it's www.journeymap, J O U R N I M A P dot com. Okay, great, great. Now I want to go back to your fee structure, and, you know, this is not meant to be a commercial, but I'm curious. No. Um, when you talk about, what is it, $800 and some change, is that a one-time fee? Is that an annual fee? 
how how often does one pay for that, and what might that it, entail? And so, uh, so you develop a scenario that you'd like to better understand with wherever mm-hmm. a problem exists or somebody that you're trying to help out. You know that they're uh, whatever you're doing. You know you could be doing something better, but in order to do that, you really need to understand mm-hmm. what what someone's experiencing. What what are the challenges or what, what's going well? Um, and so mm-hmm. Journey Map allows you to map out um, uh, all that uh, capabilities and get a view from from a qualitative research perspective. And then you can download mm-hmm. uh, a customer journey, a, a brief thumbnail of who this customer, or client, or beneficiary is. Uh, that, that's called a persona, mm-hmm. P-E-R-S-O-N-A, uh, which is a gotcha. research-based overview of uh, of a representative uh, person. And then also you get mm-hmm. another download um, that gives you um, some emotion readout. And I, I hope we talk a little mm-hmm. bit more about emotion as we go through our conversation mm-hmm. here, uh, as well as some, some, some basic empathy findings so that um, people who design experiences out there, and this is done in big business now all the time, uh, they want to understand, you know, what, what does somebody think and feel as they're going through the process of engaging with a, a business or an organization, you know, what is, uh, what's painful? Um, uh, what, where mm-hmm. did they gain something from that? And so all those, all of those findings in the very top line, uh, good enough uh, uh, representation are all part of the downloads you get for $895. And then mm-hmm. also you, you actually complete one battery of qualitative research and, and you don't need to be a CX expert or a researcher to use journey map by any means. It's designed for just a regular mm-hmm. business or manager or administrative person to use. Uh, but mm-hmm. good CX work is always based upon good research with either the customer or whomever you're trying to help. And uh, so you do uh, complete one battery of qualitative research. Uh, and so you need 18 or 20 surveys that are completed in the cloud, and then they come back into Journey Map. You don't need to, to do anything with them. Journey Map takes mm-hmm. care of the results. And so for the $895, you do get to download the survey results too. And so that's a project. And then mm-hmm. um, uh, Journey Map is in the process of building out a, a platform where like minded organizations will be able to see similar results or from similar type mm-hmm. projects or projects in neighboring spaces. And, and so mm-hmm. your, your results, there will be a, uh, um, uh, a view of those uh, from a very uh, top line perspective in the platform moving forward. And so for $895, you get those deliverables and those are in your account. You, you download three documents or PDFs, if you will, mm-hmm. that are, are very visual. Uh, mm-hmm. and they help you understand what's going on. And then you do get one file of all the survey results as well, too. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, this is, I guess, the last question on the product itself. So sure. will there or is there an option, you know, if, if you're someone who's like totally new to this and you don't necessarily either have the time the inclination or the expertise to learn everything on your own. Is there an option where there's a consultant who can take you through this process or do you have other um, resources that will help guide 
people, you know, those of us who are not necessarily um, inclined to do this work through the process. There will be some resources added in at Journey Map that will help you figure out how to. Uh, it's a fairly simple, straightforward process, but um, we understand, of course, that there's people who are new to this, and so there will be some mm-hmm. videos and some other tools layered in that will um, uh, uh, that will be able to help the user, and then also, kind of as a as a complementary component to Journey Map, I'm working on a book called Mission Is the Journey. And these concepts will all be brought to life in the book as well, too. And mm-hmm. so um, th- those will complement uh, each other. Okay, that is awesome. And, you know, I, I will, you know, echo, you know, what you said. This is tremendous value. You'll pay thousands and thousands of dollars for a consultant who probably will not take you through this <laughs> in-depth <of> analysis <laughs> Um, you know, and as you were saying before, the the more research you do or the more in-depth you get, the more you have to pay. And it's wonderful right. that you have a very sophisticated tool that will help people get results. And it seems to me like eventually as you get more case studies and more people to go through the process, you'll be able to do some benchmarking where people can, yeah. you know, look at similar organizations and see where they stand. So that's very, very exciting, and I thank you so much for sharing. Absolutely. One last point on that cost factor. A small project in this field usually costs around $50,000 or more. By the time you get research and consultants and your own team's time and and all the other resources you need, and uh, companies that take this seriously easily spend hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars on on this work. And so Mm – um, this is really intended to be a, a, a solution that almost any organization can use. Okay, great. Thank you for that. And I noticed, too, that you're not necessarily um, a pure nonprofit. You're not necessarily a pure for-profit. You are kind of a, a blend of the two, an, an L3C. Can you tell us about that structure and why you – decided to use a hybrid structure as opposed to straight for-profit or non-profit? Sure, absolutely. That was, I think, one of the most interesting parts of the journey as I formed um, a journey map. You know, my background, as I explained, in the in the technology world, that was all for-profit work. And then I spent several years in the nonprofit um, education sector. And so my background was really a foot in both worlds. And um, I began to explore whether JourneyMap should be a pure for-profit company or a pure nonprofit organization. And there's really a whole new world of social enterprises. And the L3C is one of the business formats that's out there that really, it made a lot of sense to me. Uh, The L3C it, so an LLC, which people might be familiar with, that's a regular for-profit business, a limited liability corporation. That's what LLC stands for. Uh, an L3C mm-hmm. adds an extra L there, and it does a couple things. The the extra L is for low profit. So an L3C is a low mm-hmm. profit limited liability corporation. And what it allows me to do is declare social mission first. And so mm-hmm. uh, once social mission has been taken care of, then I can um, uh, go about just being a regular business with the intention of uh, forming a 
a company that is, of course, self-sustaining and um, making business decisions to uh, continue to propel itself forward. But social mission does come first. And so I'm able to – two of the markets that I think uh, make the most sense for journey map Mm -hmm. work are in healthcare or education. So I have the ability to go ahead and invest in things that might make sense for healthcare education as I go down the path, as opposed to prioritizing um, uh, what would be of maximum benefit to shareholders or investors or whomever. And so um, it's, you know, another similar or not similar, well, Another format that's in the social enterprise space that people are somewhat familiar with are B corporations. I think Tom Shoes is one of the best examples of a B corporation that people might know about. Uh, They make one Mm -hmm. pair of shoes and they donate one pair of shoes. And so their intent is that they're there to do social good as well as to be uh, a going concern as a business. And so that's the exact same intent with the L3C and the journey map business structure is to uh, focus on, the social impact aspects of uh, the organization and what we can do to help um, by providing accessible tools and other valuable experiences, but then also uh, move forward as a self-sustaining business as well, too. So that's what the L3C allows me to do. Okay, awesome, awesome. And you know what? All too often we think of brand as a logo. I mean, think of Coca-Cola. You know, you think of Coca-Cola with a little swish underneath. Uh, however, brands are really so much more than that. They're really the sum total of the customer experience from the first encounter all the way to the last. Can you take a few minutes and share your definition of the customer experience? Uh, sure, absolutely. It's, I, I think brand is an extraordinary topic, and it is indeed very complex, as you point out. Uh, I think one of the easiest elements to understand about a brand is the logo type or a color or whatever. Those are so identifiable. But when, you, when it comes right down to it, what you remember about a brand, it has everything to do with emotion usually. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there, people have positive and negative references to all sorts of things that they have done in their life, whether you know, whether it's a restaurant you visited last week or five years ago that you recall the dining experience or whether it was your application for a scholarship um, uh, or maybe it was the experience you had at a healthcare clinic, there are any number of examples here with uh, brands in commercial and in less commercial spaces. Nonprofits uh, have brands as well, too. And so, what you remember from a positive or negative perspective is uh, really helps to define a brand. And brands that are companies that are proactive with their brand, they're being proactive with what is that emotion uh, that's produced there as well too. And so, you know, you can't make somebody have an experience, but you can certainly do a lot of work to hopefully facilitate the experience that they would have, good or bad. And mm-hmm. so. Uh, those positive remembered experiences and those negative remembered experiences have everything to do with shaping how a brand is perceived. And so the customer's experience is directly correlated to a brand. You really can't separate them there. Uh, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So what opportunities do you see for nonprofits to maximize their CX strategies? So as I said, to do journey map, um, I began talking to a lot of people. I've done a lot of solution development, uh, technology based, mm-hmm. but 
understanding what what people's needs are. And so as I talk to people in the nonprofit sector, um, what, one of the first things I realized was as I talked about customer experience, and I also experienced this when I was vice president of customer experience for a major nonprofit, I would go to, there's an organization called Forrester that does a lot of research and analysis in the world of customer experience. And, and I would go to big meetings in New York uh, and, there would be all these major brands at these Forrester conferences, but then from the nonprofit sector, there was maybe a couple really well-known brands like Red Cross and St. Jude's Hospital, Mm -hmm. but it was really a very minor representation compared to all the big consumer brands, whether it's soft drinks or cars or um, wireless data providers for your mobile phone, whatever that is, this is how they shape their relationship with their customer on um, their trying to shape the experiences mm-hmm. people have so that, so that you buy more um, uh, and customer experience then gets down to a very measurable activity. And it's all about profit and revenue and cost structure. The better, you know, somebody, the, the more efficient you can be with them and customer service and your, your call center. And so customer experience gets wrapped up in all these issues in a for-profit sector uh, company very quickly. I have to say the single most inspiring aspect of working on customer experience programs in a nonprofit was that actually you get to go a step beyond um, revenue and profit and cost, and you get to focus on mission. Mm -hmm. Because the Mm -hmm. long and short of it is the better experience you provide for somebody, the more value you can create for somebody because you made a real connection there in a positive sense, uh, the the more you can help them. And, uh, I found that truly inspiring. It um, it does require a little bit of translation. And so in the nonprofit sector, not everybody has customers or they don't, they, they don't call whomever they're trying to serve customer, uh, a customer rather. Um, mm-hmm. They use words like beneficiaries and clients or patients and stakeholders, students, whomever that is you're trying to serve. Um, you know, my background from the technology sector, I, 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 my mindset is that everybody has a customer. Uh, somebody's, everybody's mm-hmm. working for somebody. But um, at the yeah. end of the day, people who work every day are logging on every day to try to help more people. And so um, if you – customer experience is this um, capability in this area of know-how and tools and methodologies that are really valuable – uh, what's important to understand in the nonprofit sector is that even if even if you don't focus on having customers, there are people that you're trying to help every day and people you're trying to serve. Mm-hmm. And that's really where all these capabilities can be focused on and can help you be more successful. And then, you know, the, as I said, in the for-profit sector, companies measure um, profit and revenue and cost and, and other metrics like that. Um, increasingly in the nonprofit sector, um, back to the concept that everybody's working for somebody, there's many times mm-hmm. a board of directors or, or funders or, or right. other organizations that are trying to help from in a leadership capacity, whether that's financially or otherwise. And, and customer experience work can help uh, nonprofit organizations measure what they're doing. And so, if you know somebody's having a really tough time with getting to the information they need to be able to to get access to healthcare or whatever that is, um, mm-hmm. if you 
if you figure out how to measure that, and customer experience work can help you measure that, journey map can help you measure that. If that's the discovery and learning phase where people are having a tough time, it's really stressful, um, you can then, once you have that piece of information, the more you know, the better you can try and help serve somebody in their ability to right. maybe get the information. And so uh, you can come back into your team and figure out, well, what could we do to provide easier, better, more efficient access to information as people are trying to gather all, all of that info that they need to, to get started? And then, you know, once you've begun to get that information out there in, in a very different way maybe than what you've done in the past, mm-hmm. uh, you can go back out and measure again. You can go back out and see, mm-hmm. well, let's go see if people are still this stressed out in the information gathering phase. Mm-hmm. And now you have the ability to report out on how you've changed what you've done and the results that you might be getting from that. And so mm-hmm. it's uh, customer experience work provides accountability measures. And uh, mm-hmm. in the for-profit sector, everybody talks about, you know, those, those numbers-based things that, that you hear about public companies reporting on all the time. And actually, all of that is typically pretty good business hygiene, even, even if you just figure out what that means to your organization and how well you're being run. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, most nonprofits can really benefit by being able to measure what's going well and what's not going well with whomever it is they're trying to serve, and then being able to report mm-hmm. back out what they did to try and get better at that. And that's, I think that's part of the magic of customer experience work as applied to nonprofits. And you speak directly then to how you are or are not helping people more. And and that's what this is Mm -hmm. all about. Okay. So that's interesting. So this is really an extension of performance measurements or performance management where we're looking at the nuts and bolts of the organization, but it sounds to me like you've taken it a step further and focused on the people aspects and not just the, the nuts and bolts. Absolutely. You just brought up two really important points there. Um, first off, uh, customer experience work at its core is based upon measurement, how you get to measurement. But um, mm-hmm. let's not get lost on the measurement aspect and miss the, the point that nothing measurable happens without your team uh, making it happen. And so, uh, customer experience work can be somewhat complex, but one of the most important things to realize is that even though you have your eyes on the prize of how you're going to help people, nothing really happens without um, uh, helping without your team being on board with the mm-hmm. ideas of how you're going to help people. And so, uh, teamwork, everything from training to very clear lines of communications about subjects like collaboration and how you're going to create an experience. Um, are really core to customer experience work, and they're central to this whole concept. And so um, when you begin reading about customer experience work, if you go out there and um, uh, whether it's uh, my book that will be available here in the next month or two um, or other, mm-hmm. there's lots of great books written about customer experience work, um, uh, you're the the employee experience or the team experience is, is at the core of being successful with customer experience, and that includes if instead of customers you you use words like beneficiaries or clients or patients or whomever. Mm-hmm. Ah, speaking of those words, beneficiaries versus clients versus customers, what would you say are some of the differences you know between 
say, a nonprofit's beneficiary or client versus a customer in the for-profit world? You know, I think my journey through the nonprofit world um, has has shown that, that this is part of what's so interesting is that there can be there can be a lot of variances. I think the core concept that's a common thread throughout is um, whomever it is you're trying to serve. And so, mm-hmm. and in, in the for-profit sector, the reason why you serve people is so that they buy more, they spend more, uh, they come back to you the next time they need more. And so, uh, you know, there's, there's a lower cost of sales for a loyal repeat customer than, than, uh, than if your business is trying to, uh, get a customer as a new customer each time you engage with them. And so there's a lot of common business concepts, almost all of them tying back to revenue and profit and cost structure and, and uh, mm-hmm. based upon concepts like loyalty in the for-profit sector. Um, you know, loyalty uh, and creating value in the nonprofit sector can, meet, can mean all sorts of different things to different organizations. Um, I think mm-hmm. the common thread typically comes back to who you're trying to serve, and once you understand who you're trying to serve, exactly how is it that you're helping them? And, you know, most organizations spend time on their mission, and they articulate that. Um, the more you mm-hmm. know about your customer or your client or your beneficiary, whomever that is, and a lot of organizations have a pretty good sense of uh, of who they're trying to help, um, uh, you know, that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of people, but this help measurement um, is uh, is certainly a, a, the common thread that I think that comes through. One of the things I'm hoping to do as JourneyMap grows is to uh, is to grow some social impact measurement capabilities, and those are mm-hmm. those are not always the easiest aspects to measure. But I think if we have a community of people who are trying to um, all help. Um, uh, all the organizations are trying to help somebody. There must be some way to report out what is a uh, collective impact uh, there, even if it's in a softer mm-hmm. format. And I think we'll try and get to metrics and quantification as much as we can. But even in a more qualitative sense, um, I think it's a really mm-hmm. important thing to be aware of. And so um, hopefully that answers you. I, I think it really mm-hmm. it depends as, as much as, um, yeah. you know, just like, I think somebody in the software business would say that they're totally different from somebody in the automobile business. And so it kind of mm-hmm. depends there as well, too. They're, you know, their common reporting factor, if they're a publicly held corporation, is going to be, you know, quarterly reports um, uh, and earnings. But, um, you know, there, there are some common themes for nonprofits as well, too. I think it's just actually the, some of the conversations I've had have been real revelations about, um, there's, I've talked to some people who really feel as though they don't have customers, but when we start talking about what they're doing for patients or beneficiaries or whomever that is, the light bulb goes on and we, uh, <laughs> what we, and we have a great conversation, but it's kind of, it, I find it fascinating that, um, there's a process to go through there to, uh, for the light bulb to go on and, and to really, not that people don't get that they're there to help and serve, but the idea of how you apply customer-based principles to uh, somebody you call patient isn't always a logical um, uh, conversation in every organization. And so it, mm-hmm. it's a really interesting discussion to have. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, you know, right now I just want to 
break and let people know that we are open for phone calls. Um, I want to remind you that we're talking to John Corrigan. He's the founder and CEO of JourneyMap L3C. This is Nonprofit U. If you have any questions, you can feel free to call in. The number is 347-884-8121. And you can also feel free to post in our chat room. And in order to post comments in our chat room, you must open a listener-only account. And I do see one caller. I'm not sure if this person is calling just to listen or if uh, the person has a comment. I'm going to call on the person whose phone number is 773-624-0585. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, um, we invite you to share. Um, if you don't have any questions or comments, we thank you for listening, and we'll try right now. Okay, just okay. just one moment. My um, computer is is processing. Um, again, caller at six two. Seven seven three six two four zero five eight five. If you have any questions or comments, please share with us. And I uh, haven't heard back, but you know we'll go on, and then I'll come back to the caller and see if he or she has any comments. Um, so I um, am wondering. You know, there are some people who are very. I guess, jaded, so to speak, they'll say, isn't customer experience work really just about getting people to spend more money, or is it something different or bigger than that? So, you know, uh, customer experience as a discipline, I think it's fair to say, has come from the for-profit sector. Um, And for-profit companies have missions many times, more often than not. I think what's so mm-hmm. interesting is to, uh, you know, it's kind of rules for revolutionaries here. Um, after the investment and uh, the time and effort put into developing these capabilities to know and understand the customer better, for the for-profit seg- segment, whether you're in education, healthcare, social services, whatever that is, um, uh, to take some of those same practices and to say, is there a way that we could do what we're doing better um, uh, by using these, I think is a really interesting exercise, and I think it can produce some valuable results. What has to be Mm -hmm. clearly laid out on the table, though, is that um, these results are not necessarily all about making more money or being more efficient. You know, a lot of of nonprofit organizations are self-sustaining from a revenue perspective, or if they're not self-sustaining, they're – uh, the grant-making organizations, there's a continuous dialogue about how dollars are being spent. There is a way to use this work um, to help focus on the efficiency of your organization and how you're using resources best to, to get through to the people that are most important to you. Um, mm-hmm. But but actually, there's a big step beyond that. And uh, I think the step beyond that is, you know, most go- going concerns in the nonprofit sector are there because they're doing something extremely valuable for a group of people. Um, how can you do more for the group of people that you're serving today 
or how can you do more for people that you're not quite reaching or getting through to today, or, or how can you do both? And that comes right back to these concepts that the for-profit world developed to better know customers, to, to drive loyalty, and to and to provide better experiences. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I think that there's an opportunity there to use those same principles um, to better achieve mission and advance um, uh, the contributions uh, and capabilities of, of the nonprofit organization as well, too. Okay, great. So I'm going to try to call her at 773-624-055 once more. If you have any questions, well, it seems that he or she has hung up. Um, so apparently there's there's no question at this point. <laughs> so sorry about that. Um, so if you're a nonprofit leader or manager, why would we consider someone in need a customer as opposed to a client? You know, I think my experience from the from the for profit sector, um it, when I joined a major nonprofit organization, it was simply an extrapolation of the same concepts I had always worked with in my entire career. And that, that may not be the same for everybody, I understand. But you know, who are we trying to serve? Who are we trying to make happier? Um, if we make mm-hmm. somebody's day better, uh, somebody's overall experience better, if we uh, if we get them through to a service or a product or whatever it is um, that goes above and beyond what they were expecting, you know, there's a good chance that, that they're going to do something. Um, uh, they'll be able to do something better for themselves, and then hopefully they'll come back to us uh and we'll be able to help them or engage with them more in the future. Um, mm-hmm. it, the more the more you know, the more you can help. And the way right. w- this conversation we had about brand is extremely relevant there as well, too, because, you know, not everybody has uh, loves doing certain things in, in healthcare or in education or, or whatever it is. There's a lot of different fields that have a challenging component of what their core function is. But if you treat people fairly, if you provide them with an honest experience and something that they find valuable to themselves, you end up with positive emotions. And so mm-hmm. coming right back to what we were talking about with a brand, uh, the, the more you invest in the understanding the experiences of the people you're trying to serve, uh, the more you know about um, uh, the, the brand experience you're providing and the better chance you can have to uh, to provide a, a good experience that carries positive emotions that will become positive associations with your brand, and that's all good stuff. Um, that that's a you know that in the for profit world that comes back to that's how you create better shareholder value uh, through all that enables mm-hmm. all sorts of different business activities. In the nonprofit sector, that enables your organization to have better reach. Um, uh, to uh, have better effectiveness with whoever it is that, that needs help the most. Um, uh, you know, th- there's all sorts of benefits from understanding whoever it is you're trying to serve and helping them more. And so that I think that is at the core of, uh, you know, you have to start with the customer. And I know that word customer it can be foreign to a nonprofit, but, you know, th- re- re- swap out customer for whomever it is that's most important that, uh, you know, when you come in every day and you're, and you're trying to uh, 
get something to somebody to provide them a better experience, um, you know, who is that? And and that's who you put in place of the word customer, and, and that's at the core of, of the concept here. Okay, great. And I don't know if you had a chance to look at the slide that, that we have playing in the background as we speak. Um, there were three slides, and these are examples, and I, I just want to stress that these are samples um, of, of what I've been able to pull from your blog. I mean, you literally have hundreds of slides in your slide deck. Um, but the two that kind of jumped out at me were one with the CX process, and then there was another one that talked about the employee experience process. Um, I don't know if you have access to them, but if you could just speak to them you know, very briefly, and then our listeners, you can download those at your leisure. If you want to learn more about them, you can call in and ask questions, or most importantly, you can go to the blog, and we've included a link in the uh, section, the comment section below the chat room so you can go and look at those slide decks. So um, with, with that said, I'm just sure. wondering if you can you know, briefly describe the CX process, and we're talking about customer experience when we say CX. Sure. Um, so these are kind of representative samples of uh, the types of, of deliverables or work guides that you would find um, uh, a lot of different places. There's been a lot of work done in the field of customer experience in the past decade. And this whole subject of mapping the customer's journey, getting to know the customer uh, better so that you have empathy for them. But empathy is, is a core concept here. Um, what's it like in the shoes of whomever it is you're trying to help? Um, that that is that's one of the most important concepts that all of this work hopefully gets you to, because at the end of the day, whatever you think your experience is uh, from your view in the office or or wherever you are, um, at the end of the day, what counts what really counts is what what's actually what does it feel like to be in the shoes of the the person you're trying to help, and so. Um, so the reason why you go out and map the customer's journey, and there are phases to that work. And I got to tell you, at the, at the core here, anybody who is starting out in customer experience work, it it done properly, it always starts with research. Um, uh, mm -hmm. And so nothing replaces the insights you get directly from your uh, directly from the mouths of, of whomever it is you're trying to work with. So if that is patients or beneficiaries or, or clients or uh, whatever you call them, um, the, the input you have from very well-meaning um, colleagues who have been out in the field with them or experts who can tell you what's going on with, with that group of people or somebody who observed uh, a certain group of people just recently, um, those are all nice things to have. At the end of the day, nothing replaces direct input from the actual people you're trying to serve. And so um, mm -hmm. um, so that, that research that gets you to empathy, in customer experience, a lot of that research comes from a field called ethnography, and that's a big word, and nobody needs mm -hmm. to really be an ethnography expert <laughs> here. But, um, ethnography is uh, the way I explain it as a layperson 
um, is it's the type of research you do when you would sit across somebody's uh, kitchen table from them and ask them about mm-hmm. what their experience was. Uh, how did it feel like? Uh, what did they like? What did they not like? What was most challenging? Uh, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Um, the, at the core, it's that's the type of research that you're doing here. And so these findings you get from that type of research, which really allows you to understand from the um, from the person's perspective what's going on, it allows you to begin to get a different lens or a different view on what it is that you're doing, what's your offering. And so mm-hmm. uh, how does somebody come to their understanding of that? And so you begin to get these multiple, you can map those those inputs back to different phases of a journey. And so customer journey mapping is uh is a discipline that is coming forward um, that's really pretty understand pretty important to understand um, how your your stakeholder or your beneficiary whomever that is how they're experiencing the process from their perspective because that's where you begin to find what's going well and what's not going well and uh, if you hire expensive consultants they may very well tell you. Um, one of the first things you want to do is find out what you're doing to bug people and then stop doing it. Um, and so uh, that's actually a fairly common sense approach to uh, that, that costs a lot of money, depending upon whom you ask to, to help you find, get to that finding. Uh, but actually it's kind of, it's a hard thing sometimes for organizations. I think especially in nonprofits where everyone is well-intentioned and everyone is doing what they're doing whether it's because it's new and insight-driven or it's because it's just the way we've always done it or whether it's because there's some parameter being shaped by another organization uh, like a mm-hmm. school or, um, or a healthcare institution or whatever. Uh, the, the more you understand, though, where the hard part is for your customer or whomever you're trying to help, the, the more you can help. And in the world of for-profit companies, many times, you know, where where you can tackle what's difficult, that's where you can overcome objections as to whether or not somebody actually becomes a customer or or if they're a customer, you know, whether they'll ever come back. Um mm-hmm. what's fascinating too though is that where you where you see a customer's journey something that they enjoyed, perhaps you actually brought some um, uh, delight to them, or uh, you know that they, they, you've provided an experience that they want to do again. Then the for-profit world, many times those points in a customer's journey are used to begin to sell you more stuff. Uh, just like you had referenced earlier, isn't this really about selling more stuff? Well, where people are happy, that's <laughs> where you introduce uh, upgrades or new products or complementary offerings or whatever. In the nonprofit world where you find you actually have made a connection with somebody and you've gotten through and they're enjoying something you're providing, uh, you know, how, what could you be doing to enhance the experience that's directly tied to your mm-hmm. mission, enhance how much you're helping somebody, um, uh, get them to a point where they understand perhaps a broader view of, of what the solution is and, and what they might be able to benefit uh, by from from engaging in it again, uh, how they how how they could introduce this to other people by spreading the word. Um, so there's a lot of powerful opportunities there once you begin to understand this customer's journey, and that's what these slides are about. It's really understanding if you start from a research-based perspective, which is 
absolutely critical. I touch on that in my book as well, too. Um, and then mm-hmm. if you understand how to lay out the kind of the phases that a customer goes through or anybody goes through, it can be whatever person you're trying to help there. And then, you know, always keeping in mind then what is the strategic intent of, of your team, mm-hmm. of your organization? Um, and how do those things combine? It allows you to kind of level up and, uh, take a look at, you know, what is the opportunity to maybe do something better where we could get through to more people, we could provide an even better experience, we could help more. And so I know that's a theme that keeps coming back, but that's really mm-hmm. that's really what this is all about. Okay, great. So it sounds to me, I, I know in the interest of time, we may not be able to get to all the questions um, that we have, you know, thought about, but... Um, I'm just thinking about the employee experience and then wondering if you have the same type of mapping process for employees and if this could be also applicable to volunteers and board members. You know, is it all a very similar process with you know, slightly different nuances? I think how you map the journey of that group that's external to your organization, once again, whatever you call mm-hmm. them, if it's a client or a patient or a stakeholder, um, mm-hmm. I think that takes on a little different um, flavor than many times the work you're doing with your team members. Employee and team okay. member experience has has typically a lot to do with training. Uh, training gotcha. and collaboration and uh, and. You know, it's it's fascinating. Uh, one of my advisors has worked in the hospitality industry, and I know from talking with him, there's teams that set out on the path to improve something or do something different, and they not only find themselves um, uh, uh, in a disjointed situation from their colleagues, but they sometimes find themselves not necessarily always on the same path as, as, as leadership, too. And so, <laughs> wow, which is which is fascinating. Um, and so, and once again, it's all well intentioned. Um, so, it you should never assume anything to uh, for customer experience work or this experience work that focuses on a stakeholder or a patient or whomever. Um, mm-hmm. Getting a reconfirmation from uh, or a confirmation from leadership about what you are trying to accomplish and what your um, mm-hmm. assumptions are is actually really important. And it's important for a couple of reasons. First off, you want to make sure you're on the same page with them. But then second, um, you know, uh, if, you, if you're headed down this path and you're going to work on collaborating with your colleagues across the organization, and that means mm-hmm. no matter how big or small, this happens in small organizations just as much as it does in big organizations. Um, that your support from leadership and and knowing that the CEO or the executive director or whomever is in that top role is committed to improving the experience for the people you're trying to help and rethinking things or at least opening a dialogue to rethink things Mm -hmm. is really, really important to get everyone on the same page. And so I think when you talk about employee experience, you're many times talking about collaboration and leadership and training um, so mm-hmm. that the team members can be on the same page um, as you agree upon 
what is the experience we want to provide and how are we all going to work together to do that. And then you get into some fascinating conversations that, um, you know, there's, there's legendary organizations in the world of customer experience like Disney, um, and mm-hmm. there are applications oh, yeah. of uh, what happens in front of the person you're trying to serve versus what happens behind the scenes, um, uh, front of house mm-hmm. and back of house. And so uh, in order to agree upon all those things, um, it, it requires buy-in and, and uh, collaboration with leadership and with peers and with team members from across the organization. So that that's where uh, training and workshops and, and uh, open mm-hmm. dialogue actually is really, really important and common values that come from the top. Oh, my goodness. You know, as you talk, I, you know, I can really see the potential and the power in these tools. You, you know, I, I can see how you can use this process to, um, to address issues that could potentially cause conflict down the road, or even if there is some conflict now, you know, it seems to me like this might be a really good way, an innocuous way to mitigate those conflicts. Provides an opportunity. So, so let's go back to that example from earlier where I, I put I, I made up a scenario where perhaps the most challenging part of somebody's journey that you're trying to help is for them to even get their arms around all the information they have to collect. And so it's that information gathering kind of discovery phase that's the most challenging mm-hmm. for them. Well, when you bring that back to the team, what does that mean? Um in right. order to address how you help people get to the information and sort through the information and, and remove that pain point or make the pain point better, it, it probably means that uh, you you might end up rethinking your resources. Everybody has resource constraints. But, you know, how are you using resources today versus how might you want to use them in the future because you probably need to change that. Um, and when you mm-hmm. get to changes in how you're going to allocate resources, you're going to very quickly get to a conversation about what team members are doing what and when and how, and maybe some of the systems that you are using. And most systems don't stand alone. Most systems actually connect mm-hmm. with the rest of the organization or they, they plug into finance or they plug into ordering of materials or, or who knows what. But it it's never a standalone conversation. And so understanding what's good or bad for that person you're trying to serve as they go through their process and their journey to get to that hopefully good place where you're helping them Mm -hmm. more, understanding the ups and downs that allows you to come back in and have a really honest dialogue with team members. And, and that actually can be great sometimes. And other times that can be challenging. It, it's not always easy work, but it's usually extremely valuable and rewarding to at least kind of get to, well, if this is how things are going today, how are we going to have a conversation about what we might do differently? And that, and it comes right back then to the team members from across the organization and leadership and the values and directions that are provided. Um, uh, it's all of those things put together because you'll you'll never fix those things just in one spot solution that that one team decided to implement mm-hmm. without talking to anybody else. That's that's absolutely true. Now, we are, I guess, approaching the end of our show. We've got about five minutes, and there are still quite a few questions that I wanted to ask. I'm wondering, do you have a few minutes that that we can go beyond our one hour? Because I I really think there's some 
pretty important information that we haven't touched. Sure. I do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Keep going. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. So um, I'm really interested in your book. You know, Mission okay. is the Journey, Driving Social Impact with Customer Experience. I know it hasn't been published yet, but can you tell <laughs> us more about it and when, when we can expect to see it and all that, all that good stuff? Sure. It's coming out in early 2018 uh, in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And what's in the book is really a lot of information on how do you begin to break down all these pieces we've been talking about, uh, about what's involved in customer experience work and how do you go about doing it. And mm-hmm. now if you're in a big company and you have a million-dollar budget and a team of experienced hires, that's one way to go about doing this work. But what I want to get across in this book is that you don't need a million-dollar budget. You don't need an army of consultants. Uh, you can do an awful lot of things uh, with resources you have or affordable resources that are pretty accessible to you. And so that's in the book, and that, that's really what this is about. And I've tried to break out different parts. Uh, different chapters represent different parts of the work to be done, um, whether it's mm-hmm. a focus on research or um, – a lot of companies um, focus on voice of customer. I talk about how that applies to, not, to the nonprofit sector. Um, and so uh, the book focuses on kind of a how-to to do that. And then in the back mm-hmm. of the book, there will be um, a brief section that kind of is a mini workshop that, uh, that kind of helps you put it all together. Oh, that's great. That's great. And I know you touched on it when we first started talking, but we've been on the phone for a while. Uh, what made you decide to write this book? You know, I've, uh, I've read a lot of the books that are in the market, and there are some great books. Lots of times they come back to the, the examples that are used come back to those programs that have multi-million dollar budgets and that are with the biggest brands out there which is great mm-hmm. to be able to learn from uh, lessons learned from, from leaders who have, uh, who have taken, uh, you know, market leadership positions by knowing their customers better. At the end of the day, though, how do you translate that work? If you're in a nonprofit and you're trying to, uh, you're trying to actually make your programs work better, that the mm-hmm. reason why I thought that this book was needed is that there, a, there is that translation needed from organizations that, refer to whoever they're serving as a customer in a for-profit sector to organizations that don't use the word customer and they're working in a nonprofit or mission-driven sector. And, you know, how do you translate this work? And so uh, the Mm -hmm. title of the book, Mission Mission is the Journey, is really about what I found to be this, the, the most inspiring aspect of all the work that I've done in customer experience, which is, um, you know, the better you understand whomever you're trying to serve, the more you can help them, and then that's usually what your what your mission is all about. And so the social impact sector um, is, you know, the, the social impact sector is well populated by nonprofit organizations, but the social impact sector also includes um, companies like my own, NL3C or mm-hmm. Tom's, which is a B corporation, where there is a, a clear declaration of doing well and doing good. And so mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a broader term than, than just the nonprofit world. 
where there's viable businesses where people are trying to help as well too. And so, so if your goal, um, whether you're one of these new social enterprise structures or whether you're a nonprofit, um, if your goal is to achieve social impact, um, customer experience tools and methodologies and capabilities are really powerful, and and they can mm-hmm. they can very much help uh, organizations achieve their mission. And so that's that's kind of the the that's the reason why I, I wrote the book in a nutshell. Okay, great. So, what are some of the lessons that you've learned? I'm sure you've shared some of them in the book, but you know, very briefly, you know, what are some of the lessons you've learned over the years doing this work? Um. Nothing replaces the the real words, the real comments you get from real people that you're trying to help. Mm-hmm. Nothing replaces <laughs> that. Uh, you uh, the the verbatim con- comments that you'll get from sitting across the table from somebody or on the phone with them or whatever. Um, it's it's unusual to have a project where you don't come away with a couple real gems that uh, mm-hmm. you can quote, whether you sit across the, t- across the table from your boss then in a meeting or you put it on a slide <laughs> for your leadership board to consume, it's always revealing and quite a conversation starter by, by being able to pull a direct quote that's very authentic and, uh, and real from a real person. And so I think that's, mm-hmm. that's uh, one of the biggest takeaways I've ever had. And that's why, and in the book I talk about this, you have to commit to the research component. Um, there, mm-hmm. We're not talking about secondary information gathering. You can do that to augment um, what you've done, but at the core it's about real people, real comments. Um, mm-hmm. And then what you can do with that is really kind of amazing if you, if you lay this out in a different way. A lot of people are familiar with, I think, more traditional market research concepts, which you can apply to nonprofits also. But uh, when Mm -hmm. you commit to the type of research you do for customer experience work that relates back to ethnography, um, which is that, you know, sitting across the table from somebody and understanding from their perspective what's it like in their shoes, um, you then begin to understand, well, why is the decision-making process so scary for somebody? And actually, you'll find that out. It, it, it's terrifying sometimes for people to make decisions. Um, maybe they're uh, in a first-generation situation and they're making a higher ed decision and they just don't know what to do. Um, or, mm-hmm. or applying for financial aid has really been something that has been uh, really pretty darn scary for them to go through. Or And there's similar scenarios for healthcare services or all sorts of different things, and you don't know till you ask. You can make some pretty good guesses, but um, I, it, you always learn something more when you ask. And then, and then, how mm-hmm. does that tie to the emotion aspect? And this goes back to you don't know till you ask. You can't really understand somebody's emotion by trying to map a journey from third-party comments. The only way you'll ever really understand somebody's emotion in relation to what you're doing is to mm-hmm. understand their comments from them. And so, uh, you know, everything comes back to words from the customer themselves or from the patient themselves mm-hmm. or the beneficiary. Um, what is their experience? And you get insights from that. And those insights are really about how you um, 
better get to achieving your mission. It, it, it does all come back to that. Great. And I also know that you have a very important educational and engaging speaking event coming up this Thursday. <laughs> it's yeah, with Coalition Impact and the Social yep. Enterprise Alliance. Okay, can you let us know uh, what that's uh, all about? Sure. So the Chicago chapter of Social Enterprise Alliance, SEA, is uh, there's a meeting in Chicago uh, this Thursday. It's at the Coalition Impact mm-hmm. Space on Superior. Uh, it's a networking event, actually. It kicks off at 6 o'clock. And I believe you've been kind enough to provide a link on your website um, uh, as well, too. Uh, to uh, there, uh, If you're a Social Enterprise Alliance member, the tickets are free. If you're not a member, you're more than welcome to join. Uh, the tickets are $10. And logistically, um, the tickets are only available online in advance. And so uh, it's important to know that you can't get tickets at the door. But it's open to anybody who would like to join. It's a networking event that kicks off at 6 o'clock. And then I will be talking about um, customer experience and social impact. And uh, mm-hmm. I think there will be a really interesting group of people. Every, uh, the members of uh, SEA Chicago are, are focused on social enterprises and social impact. And so it should be a really interesting evening. And anybody who's in Chicago uh, this Thursday evening that would like to join is more than welcome to attend. Okay, awesome. And can you give us the address? And I will be posting the link shortly. It is on Superior. And maybe Mm -hmm. while we're talking here, I can tell you the exact address. Um, uh, um, Let me – I will – I'll ha- I have that okay. here. Yep, and I'll also make sure that I post the link. I haven't had a chance to do that yet, but I will post it. Okay. It is four, 405 West Superior, which is the mm-hmm. Coalition Impact Space in uh, River North. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, and then I will also post a link to SEA for those people who are interested in joining. And I'm really, really looking forward to the event. I think it's going to be wonderful, great networking. Great networking. Yes, indeed. Okay. And then the final question, uh, if a person is working for a nonprofit, what's the best way for him or her to start getting into CX work? So if you're working in a nonprofit and want to get started, um, I think I would go back to some similar comments to what I was just saying. It, I would first translate that word customer to whomever it is you're trying to serve. Who's who's most important there? Why are you there to begin with? And then whether that is a client or a student or a patient or stakeholder, beneficiary, whatever it is you call them, you know, um, how do you go find? How are you, how are you going to go find out more about their experience? And so, right back to this concept of customer research that is focused on empathy and uh, um, gaining a better understanding of what the experience is like from their shoes. What's the view like from their mm-hmm. chair? Um, and so, that's how you would start. And actually, it, customer experience work, as applied to both nonprofit and for-profit uh, scenarios. Sometimes it takes some cultural change to actually uh, socialize the concept and and get leadership on board and get your colleagues and your peers on board. And so 
going out and doing a little bit of research to understand, you know, what what is it like from somebody else's chair than the people that we're trying to serve, um, and then bringing that information back into your organization and beginning to socialize it with your uh, with your teammates uh, is a very valuable experience, and and somebody needs to start. So if you're the person who mm-hmm. is is in starting out the process, that's where I, w- I would begin to start, and from there. Um, You'll you'll find where your organization is, and uh, hopefully it will lead you to mapping the customer's journey. Uh, it'll lead you to the type of research that allows you to create a, a representative profile of the of who you're trying to serve, and that's that persona concept mm-hmm. that we mentioned at the front end of our conversation. Mm-hmm. And then you know um, you you don't need to know everything about everybody. What you're looking for is the key insights to the the primary people that you're trying to serve, and then how do you begin to take direction from that to understand what you've got right, uh, what could be better, Mm -hmm. and what you might want to change in the future to bring about a better result. So that would be, um, uh, not to be a broken record, but customer research, right back to the beginning, Mm -hmm. uh, research, research, research. And then once you have that foundation of real input directly from the the people you're trying to serve, not from third parties, not anecdotal. Uh, once you have that direct input, how do you begin to shape that into a direction forward? And so I think that's the advice I would give to somebody just starting out. Oh, awesome. So we've come to the end of our show, and I'd like to thank you again, John Corrigan. Um, John is the founder and CEO of JourneyMap L3C, and JourneyMap is spelled with an I. EY. Um, I want to thank you again for being our guest. So before we leave, would you care to share any parting thoughts and tell us how we can reach you? Um, you can reach me. on I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn, uh, JF Corrigan mm-hmm. on Twitter, at JF Corrigan on Twitter, and then um, uh, and there's a JourneyMap L3C uh, Twitter account also on LinkedIn. Um, if you if you search on John Corrigan and Journey Map with an I, not an E, uh, you will find me. I would love to connect with anybody uh, who's on uh, our call here today or people who listen to this and have follow-up connections. Uh, this is my passion and what I'm, 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 I'm focused on, on doing. And so um, uh, mm-hmm. if someone would like to follow up on broader customer experience concepts that, and how they apply to the world and nonprofits and social impact, that's a subject that I'm always interested in. Um, and so I think that's probably the best way to connect with me. All right, great. Thank you so much. And I'd like thank to thank you. our listening audience for listening to Nonprofit U Blog Radio Talk Show. The show will be available for download within about an hour or so. Be sure to join us next week when our guest will be Holly Ival. She is the Director of Data Services for GuideStar. A kindred spirit to you, John. (laughs) Absolutely. We will talk about how organizations can show up their year-end fundraising through increased transparency and disclosure and how to develop your organization's GuideStar profile, and I will talk to you next week. John, again, thank you so much. I, I have learned a whole lot. I've taken copious notes the entire time to meet you on Thursday. I hope to meet you, too. I look forward to it. And thank you again for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity. 
All righty, great. Talk to you later. Thank you, Valerie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye.